You're listening to the Fortress Church Audio Podcast. We're a church all about loving God and loving people. Let's listen in to our lead pastor, Randy Garcia, from this past Sunday's message. So open up your Bibles and tune in. Well, today I've chosen the theme, Stepping Up. And I kind of, being that uh, we're still kind of in the beginning stages of, uh, of the fall, so to speak, because most uh, individuals are done with vacation time. I'm thinking a lot of people are getting back to school. A lot of people, of course, next Sunday is back to church Sunday. So I, I really want to share something from my heart because sometimes people ask, Pastor Randy, what is God speaking to Fortress Church? And I have the privilege and responsibility of being the pastor. So I, I do believe that God has shared so much upon my heart. And so pretty much today is a, is a vision message. This is what God is challenging us. And if I could use uh, two words to talk about it, I'm going to say spiritual growth. And God is challenging us to step it up. We find in John chapter 1, as well as Matthew 4, that Jesus has a special calling upon 12 men We refer to them as the 12 disciples. We're going to touch on that some and the challenge that Jesus gives them to step out and step up. John 1.35 says this. The next day, again, John, now this John is speaking about John the Baptist, was standing with two of his disciples. And he looked at Jesus as he walked by and said, Behold the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him say this. And they followed Jesus. Jesus turned and saw them following and said to them, What are you seeking? And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said to them, Come and you will see. What I love about Jesus, he invites these people, Come and you will see. And that same invitation that he gave to these disciples, he's given to you and I. Come. There's a special invitation that Jesus is giving to you and I today. Father, thank you for the word. We thank you, Lord, for the stories that we read in Scripture and how they are so applicable to us today. We pray your blessing, your anointing, your direction, your vision, your glory in everything that takes place today. As we've been lifting up your name, Lord, we just pray that you would continue to manifest your presence in this place and in our hearts. As we get into the teaching of the word, we pray that we would receive this on good soil. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the rain. And today, as you have opened up the heavens physically, we pray that you would open up the heavens spiritually as well, that we would receive what you would have for us today. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. Well, today we're going to talk about spiritual growth. And the reason this is so important is because I don't want you to be left behind. I kind of believe that we all need to be on a journey. How many of you know when you come to know Jesus, we're on a journey to get more from the Lord? And the vision that God has given Fortress Church is about spiritual growth. And there's some, I think those of you who've been here for any any period of time at Fortress Church know that Pastor Randy, I'm always going to be encouraging you to take it up a notch, to go to another level. In fact, for those of you that don't have a, a copy of the book we wrote about a year ago, To Another Level, if you don't have a copy of it, 
Uh, I'll give one to you because this is what the vision of Fortress Church is all about. And so we're pretty much developing that very thing to another level. Are you ready to step up? There's some who come to the church and enjoy that. There's others who come, and I'm just going to be honest with you, they want to be in their comfort zone, so they said, well, maybe I need to find a different church because this crazy pastor over here is always wanting me to get out of my comfort zone and do more for the Lord. Well, you know, and I praise God, bless him. If you want a church that challenges you to go to another level, this is it for you, amen? But if this is not, you know, not everybody wants a church that is challenging you to go to higher levels of faith. But this is what you're going to get here at Fortress Church. Now, the cool thing about it is we're going to go to another level together. Amen? And together we can do that. So <clears throat> as we start off today, I want to give you uh, the what, the why, the how, the who, and the when. Very quickly, what are we talking about in the vision? First of all, the, the what. The what can be answered. What is God speaking to us? The great commission. Jesus, before he ascended into heaven, he gave his final last words. It's recorded in Matthew 28, 19. And he says, go and make converts. No, he didn't say that, okay? (laughs) I'm teasing. Did Jesus say, go and, uh, and, and make busy bodies? Is that what Jesus said? No. You know what Jesus said? Right before he ascended into heaven, he said, go and make disciples. How many know if this was a priority for Jesus, it should be a priority for you and I? So this is the what. What are we called to do? It's called the Great Commission. Go and make disciples. The why. Why do we do that? Well, there we go, not to the Great Commission to answer the question why, but the Great Commandment. Why do we do it? Because we love God and we love people. We read in Mark chapter 12, verse 30, that here Jesus is questioned. He gives, he's been given a question. Well, and, and they say, out of all the, the, the laws in the book, in the Torah, 613, which is the most important? Jesus gives them the right answer. He says, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. He says, there's no commandment. Greater than these. So we call this the great commandment. So the why is this? Love. We love God and love people. That's how Jesus responded. And if Jesus says that, we, that this is the why, then I believe we can attest to that as well. So what are we doing? We're discipling the great commission. Why? Because we love. That's a great commandment. The how? Well, how are we going to do it? Connect groups. How do we disciple? How do we grow spiritually? Is it all right if we use the Jesus method? Are we okay with that? Okay. Because a lot of people have the ideas of how they need to grow spiritually, how they need to disciple. But what did Jesus do? Jesus chose 12 men, we call them the disciples, and he spent about three years being with them day and night, ministering to them, encouraging them, growing them for three years. This is the Jesus method of discipleship. He didn't, there were times he spoke to the thousands, yes, but those times during his three years of ministry, once or twice, very rarely did he speak to the multitudes. But you read through the Gospels, the majority of his time was spent with these 12 men. And if this was Jesus' method of ministry, is it okay if we follow the same method? Are you okay with that? Can we follow the, what Jesus said about discipleship? He chose those 12. And he, that's the how. 
Connect Group. So we here at Fortress Church, we've been telling you about Connect Groups, and that's why it's so important to us, because it was important to Jesus. The who? You. God is calling you. Just as we read that Jesus invited Philip and Nathaniel, he invited James and John, he invited Peter and Andrew, he's inviting you also to be one of his disciples. That is the who. You fill that role. And last of all, the when. When do we do it? I'm going to say right now. There's no better time to take our spiritual life to another level than right now. So today, I'm going to give you a challenge. Today is a challenging message. So what are we going to learn from here? Well, first of all, I want to give you a diagram, a visual of what we're talking about. This is the the new visual of the discipleship strategy of Fortress Church. How many of you love it when God does new things? Amen? If somebody were to ask you, what's Fortress Church about? You can summarize it in four words. What is that? Loving God and loving people. Very simple. Loving God, loving people. So how are we going to do discipleship? Well, it flows with this vision as well. If you see the, this diagram, you see two L's, and with each of them with an arrow, one of them pointing up, the other one pointing to the right side. The one pointing up is a reminder that we are called to love God. Loving God is a vertical relationship between us and God. Loving people is a horizontal, let me get this right, horizontal relationship with the Lord. And both of them are, are focused on discipleship and spiritual growth. So let's take the, the one going up, the vertical arrow. There's a few ways that you and I can take next steps in our growth to the Lord. Somebody say next steps. I'm going to tell you this right now. Every one of us, and I include myself, have next steps with the Lord. What do you mean by that? That there's always somewhere God wants to take you and I. Always, okay? So for some people, it's right here, salvation. The best decision you could ever make is to invite Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Ask him to forgive you of your sins and begin a personal relationship with the Lord. That's called salvation. But that's not the end. How many know when you give your heart to the Lord, that's not the end? You should never say, okay, I've arrived. But no, rather it is the beginning of your spiritual journey. So what's the next step after that? Baptism. We're being baptized in water. Why? It's an outward confession of our inward commitment to the Lord. We ask the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. How many of you know that that's quite important for us? Amen. We are a Spirit-filled church, and we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. By personal worship, we go take our faith to another level. What do we mean by that? Spending daily time with God. Church is not about, or Christianity rather, is not about just showing up to church once a month or once every two months. No, no, no. Christianity is having a daily relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody have that? Amen? This, that's personal worship. Spending time in devotions and worship and prayer every day. And then there's spiritual disciplines. When you get into spiritual disciplines, Bible study and, and fasting and, and prayer and intercession, all those help our spiritual life grow. But I'm going to say here at Fordridge Church, this is our opinion, that one of the highest levels of spiritual growth is when you're discipling others. So the question I may ask you is, are you at that place where you are discipling others, where there's someone that, or, or a group of people that you are discipling and leading them into a closer walk with the Lord? 
But here's the good news. We grow vertically, loving God. But we also, secondly, grow horizontally, loving people. We can grow in that manner. For example, corporate worship. You are here today because you are, you, you come, you've chosen to worship together with other people, okay? Thank you so much for bringing your, your body, your voice, your hands, and, uh, and your feet because you're stepping out. Thank you for being here. Okay, secondly, membership. And, uh, you know, some people say, well, I, I think I'm, I'm a member. Well, bottom line is we have membership classes. In fact, we had one this morning, another one next Sunday. Maybe you're saying, this is the church where God wants me to be at. Take a step. Just say, you know what? I want to be part of this church. That takes you a little bit uh, more towards spiritual growth. Because in membership class, you learn what are my spiritual gifts. You learn the vision and the direction and the, and the ministry and the mission of Fortress Church. Connect groups. Oh, you've heard us talk about connect groups. And this is what Jesus did. This is how Jesus ministered. This is how we connect with God and we connect with people. And I'm going to develop this in just a few minutes. Stewardship. That's giving God the best of your time, your talents, and your treasures. That's growing because you're ministering to others when you do that. And then there's that word serve. That's a great way to grow spiritually. Using your spiritual gifts to honor God, serving in ministry, serving wherever God wants you to serve. And then you get to the point of discipling others. And I really believe that that your ministry to other people is at its highest level when you are discipling them. It's great to love on people. It's great to serve people. But I believe, I'll say it this way, the best way to love people is to disciple them. The best way to love people is to disciple them. So this is what we're about at Fortress Church. Hopefully you, you enjoy this, this visual that we have for you and, uh, and praise God for that. You know, by the way, Pastor Matt does a great job with our graphics. He, he, you know, I have all these things in my head and he puts them down and makes them really cool. Okay? <laughs> I love that. So what can we learn, what can we learn from Jesus' way of, uh, of discipleship? Number one, let's learn this. Stepping up is a response to Christ's invitation. Stepping up is a response to Christ's invitation. Jesus is inviting you. We just read from John chapter 1 where Jesus invites these men to be his disciples, Philip and Nathaniel. Then you read in Matthew chapter 4, it says that he invited Andrew and Peter and James and John. And I love that because one of the first things that Andrew does is he takes, is he invites his brother, hey, we found the Messiah, come and see. That's what you and I are called to do, invite people to meet the Messiah. And that's what we're challenging you to do, invite people to come to church, invite people to meet Jesus. And then once they come to meet Jesus, I believe they will surrender their life over to the Lord, confess their sins to him, make Jesus Lord of all, amen? But what is the next step? We mentioned this a few minutes ago, being baptized in water. Being baptized in water, one man told me a few months ago, he says, well, Pastor, I I had the privilege of leading him to faith in Jesus Christ, amen. And I was telling him about the need to be baptized in water. And he says, well, I was baptized when I was an infant. I said, well, uh, can we do things in a different way? Can we do things the way the Bible says? Well, this is what my religion taught me. And I'm not against religion, no, no, no. But I do believe we need to follow the Word of God because in Luke chapter 2, The Bible says that Jesus was presented, dedicated in the temple. So that's the way we we dedicate babies. Then when he was about 30 years old, he was baptized in water by John the Baptist. Why? 
because Jesus was making a public declaration that he was willing to follow the will of God the Father. Amen. Anybody ready to follow the will of God the Father? Amen. This is what water baptism is all about, an outward confession of our inward commitment to the Lord. So I ask you this question, have you taken this step? Recently, I I, uh, asked Cicely, sitting right over here, why did you get baptized? And she said this, I decided to get baptized because I was ready to commit my life to Christ, and I wanted to surrender to him completely. I also wanted to make an outward declaration of my faith. What a great testimony, because we're being like Jesus. Oh, and by the way, join us the last Sunday of the month. We're having another water baptism service. Sign up at the Connection. I would love for you to do that. But I ask you, have you taken that step? Are you still not taking that step yet? I want to encourage you. I'm going to encourage you to take that step of baptism in water because it's your statement to say, you know what? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of following Jesus. I want to be baptized. Amen. And to another level, lesson is this. The journey to experience more of God begins with a single step. And here today, I'm asking you the question, are you willing to take a step closer to serving God? What is this all about? Well, we're going to go a little bit deeper and are digging deeper notes this week. If you want to get a copy right over there at the Connection Hub, this week's lesson is walking with God. Number two, what else can we learn from Jesus's uh, style of discipleship is this. Stepping up takes you out of your comfort zone. Stepping up takes you out of your comfort zone. Because there were some men, some women who made a choice to follow Jesus, but others gave Jesus some excuses. Oh, and they just love their comfort zone. Now, I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. And it is this is the account where Jesus is walking along the shore of Galilee, and he calls four disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. And I want you to notice as we read this, there is no hesitancy from these four men. They got up out of their boat. They stepped out, and they stepped up to following Jesus immediately. Matthew 4.19, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me. Oh, there's that invitation. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once, I'm going to say that again, verse 20, at once they left their nets and followed him. There was no hesitancy. Did you notice that? They didn't question the Lord. They just do, hey, this is the Messiah. I'm going to follow him. And they got, they stepped out and they stepped up. Verse 21, going on from there, he saw two brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately, verse 22 says, it didn't say it took them two weeks. They didn't give their job two weeks notice, and immediately they left the boat. Or I'm going to put it this way, and immediately they got out of their comfort zone, and they stepped up to follow Jesus. They followed him. You know, not everybody makes that commitment. I'm going to tell you about a a buddy of mine who comes to church every so often. Uh, I'm not going to give you his name, and he's not here today, so I I can talk about him. Okay, no, I'm just (laughs) I love the brother. He's been coming to church maybe four or five years, and um, he doesn't come regularly. He comes maybe once a month, once every two months. 
And I've been encouraging so much to get to to step up and to and just to get closer to God, and, and he won't. But every so often, he'll text me, Pastor, can you pray for my marriage? And I will pray. Pastor, can you pray for my kids? And I'll pray with it. Pastor, can you pray for my finances and my, my job and all that? Yeah, I, I'll do that. But one of the things that I do, and you probably know this about me, you've heard me say it time and time again, yeah, I'll pray, but don't forget, you need to do your part and God will do his part. Is that okay? You do your part and God will do his part. So this brother, I've been doing this for a few years now. Brother, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray. I'll give you an example. Pray for my marriage. Things are not happening well. So I'm in agreement. I want to pray for that. But I also need you to do your part. We've got a fantastic marriage group that meets on Thursday nights. Love for you to be a part of that because this is exactly what you need. And I, and I said, when you do your part, God will do his part. He didn't respond on that text, okay? Well, you know, and this has happened countless times. You see, he wants, and I don't mind you contacting me. I, I need prayer because there's power in prayer. I believe that, amen? I will pray for you. But I'm also going to challenge you to step up, okay? Just, just know that, okay? I'm also going to challenge you to do your part because don't expect God to do everything and you do nothing, you need to get out of your comfort zone. That's what I'm talking about. You need to step up. And this is, this is what I'm telling And this man, he's, he's still, after coming to his church four or five years, he's still in a rut. He loves Jesus. He's given his heart to the Lord. I'm pretty sure he has. He's going to heaven, but his life is miserable. Yes, it is. Can a Christian live a miserable life? Well, if, if you stay in your comfort zone, yeah, you're probably going to stay in misery. I don't want that to happen to you. I want, I'm, I'm challenging you to step up and step out. You know, one of those, an, an example of this is, is cleansing stream. You know, sometimes people say cleansing stream. I don't want to go through that. Well, cleansing stream is a simple disciple, six-week discipleship class that ends in a weekend retreat. About 10 years ago, I attended cleansing stream, and God just did a, an amazing thing in my life because here I am. I'm a pastor. I'm a preacher. Man of God, been a Christian for 40-plus years, and yet, do I need to go to cleansing stream? Uh, yeah, because you know why? Because I'm human and I'm imperfect. Am I saved? Yes, I'm saved. Am I going to heaven? Yes, I'm going to heaven. But there's some issues I have. In fact, let me kind of explain it this way. The Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, it says this. If we confess our sins, he, speaking about the Lord, is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Did you notice what God that God does two things when we confess our sins? What does it say? He will forgive us of our sins. Do I hear an amen? And then it says, and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Did you notice the Bible says God will do two things? There's a lot of Christians in our world today that receive the first part of that scripture. God, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. But they fail to apply part number two. They don't ask God, would you cleanse me of all unrighteousness? For me... It was rejection for years. For years I had been dealing with rejection from a couple of people that were dear to me that had rejected me earlier in my life. And I didn't realize it. Was I saved? Yes. Was I going to heaven? Yes. Am I a Christian? Yes. In my case, I was a pastor, but I had the issue of rejection. But about 10 years ago, I went through cleansing stream, and God did a work in my heart. And God just, just totally transformed my life, and now... I'm, I'm thinking, Lord, you know, you, 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 you did a great work, and I say thank you. You know, not too long ago, I was in conversation with my mom, and, and what had happened was 
uh, there was a certain incident that happened that one of my cousins did something, said something against me, and I kind of blew it off. But as I was talking to my mom, my mom says, are you upset, Randy? I said, no, no, I'm not upset. You're not upset? And then she says, you have the right to be offended. I said, Mom, yeah, I realize that you have the right to be offended, but I'm not going to pick up that offense. I'm not going to. I said, I'm free of that. I didn't say I've been through cleansing stream, but I said, I'm free of that, okay? You know what, those things, because, you know, we've all had it. People do something to you, and you pick up an offense. People say something about you, you pick up an offense. I love this quote from Christine Kane, and this quote says this, you grow when you choose to be unoffendable. I'm going to say that again. You grow when you choose to be unoffendable. You see, and I needed to get to that point, and now I don't care what anybody does to me. I'm not offended by anything. I don't have an enemy in the world because I know that I'm right with God and I'm right with people. Now, will people do things against me? Yeah, but you know what? You know what I've learned? People are imperfect, and sometimes we say things that we shouldn't. We do things that we shouldn't, but you know what? It's all about God, and I'm not going to let what someone says about me or someone does to me, I'm not going to allow that to get me down because I'm a son of the Most High God, and I choose not to be offended. I love Suzette's testimony. She's sitting right over there. Suzette says this, prior to cleansing stream, she said this earlier this year, I was asking God to help me because of the strongholds in my life. I came to church one Sunday and heard a lady and her husband talk about cleansing stream. I began the class. I cried so much while reading the workbook. I learned the true meaning of God's love for me. At the cleansing stream retreat, I went to the altar because I was dealing with rejection. After I left the altar, I sat in amazement because I was free of rejection. Amen. I am free. Yes. But what do you got to do? There's a lot of people who they're dealing with issues, but they don't want to step up and allow God to do something in their life. Here at Fortress Church, we give you multiple opportunities to step up. Why? Because I want to see you free. I want to see you just rejoicing in God. I want to see you as an overcomer. So once again, who is cleansing stream for? Anybody who wants to be an overcomer. Now, if you want to stay dealing with your issues, that's your choice. I think it's time to get up. By the way, we have two cleansing stream options, Wednesday nights, Sunday mornings. Anyway, we're making it so easy for you to be an overcomer. Don't walk away from your opportunity. Another one is is marriage. Sometimes uh, in a marriage, we say, oh, everything's fine, when really it isn't, you know. And I asked Pete and Sonia, Elder Pete, they said, give me, give me your, your words. Why does your marriage connect group so important? He says, we believe that a marriage connect group is a priority because, number one, we learn what God's word says about marriage and grow together spiritually. Number two, we come together with other marriages and share experiences, pray for each other, encourage and lift each other up. And number three, we want to strengthen marriages in our church and build strong, spirit-filled marriages. You see, that, that's what it's about. But once again, are we ready to step out and say, God, I want to trust you with that. I'm ready to step out for that. Number three, what else can we learn from what Jesus did when he called the disciples? Stepping up takes your faith to another level. 
Stepping up takes your faith to another level. Last week, Brother David Gonzalez, our children's director, did a great job in teaching from John 6 and Matthew 14. And one of the things he talked about was the miracle of the breaking of the bread and feeding of the 5,000. But the other part, the second part of the miracle was Jesus walking on the water. Let me read to you because I love this part because, once again, Peter stepped out and his faith went to another level. But he needed to step out and step up first. Matthew 14, 28 says this, Lord, if it is you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Once again, I love this word from Jesus. Come. Jesus, have you noticed Jesus is constantly inviting us to come? Would you come? He invites you. He invites you. He invites you. Are you willing to come as Jesus comes? In this case, Jesus is saying, Peter, I want your faith to go to another level. Come, and I'll show you. Are you willing to step up? Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You have little faith. Why did you doubt? Now, let me stop right there. You may say, well, yeah, but Peter, Peter started to drown. Yes, but he learned a big lesson. What was the problem? The problem was Peter, when he was in the middle of his miracle, he took his eyes off of Jesus. Am I right? He was in the middle of a miracle, and he took his eyes off of Jesus. So I believe that when Peter got out out of the water, when he was soaking wet, I believe he learned a lesson. As long as I keep my eyes on Jesus, (laughs) my miracle continues to unfold. 